Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dirt roads to rock crawling. Tuba chuck to screaming eagle. Moonshine to 50-year-old single ball. We talk about it all here on Wheelin' Wine and Whiskey. With your hosts, Jason and Chris. Welcome to the Wheeling Wine and Whiskey Podcast, episode 212 in the home studio. Chris, how yeah, are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Memorial Day weekend. Yes, so, sir. Uh, thank you to all that have uh, served this fine country of ours. Absolutely. And uh, continue to serve, served in the past, and uh, hats off to you guys and gals out there. So, uh, yep, we'll uh, honoring you with a barbecue weekend here. That's right. <laughs> So, um, anyways, it's, uh, yeah, I can't believe here we are at the end of May already. I know the month flew right by. I mean, we've got a lot of things to talk about, but I mean, we're going to, we're going to cover a plethora of topics, but, uh, yeah, the month flew right on by, man. It's uh, June is right around the corner. The official start of summer is right happening right now. Uh, as I was motoring down here to record with you and our special guest, I noticed the the number of vehicles on the road with recreational type vehicles like side by sides and uh, and jeeps and and whatnot and of course RVs and motorhomes and travel trailers and boats everybody yeah boats everybody's boogieing out of town and I feel sorry for the boaters if they're out on the delta right now because the uh, the weather is not tip- it's not typical weather for our, our our area for this time of the year. Well, it's it's early season. Everybody's itching to get out. It's been a long winter and. Uh, you know, and, and we're limited on where we can go as off-roaders right now <laughs> because right. of all the snow. That's and right. it's, it's been, uh, it's, it's, it's been a challenge and going to be a challenge for the next month or so. So, Absolutely. um, but it's good. It's good. People are out and about and, and, uh, yeah, summer is upon us. Awesome. And with that said, um, we're going to bring in our guest here and, uh, you know, it's it's not all roses here on the uh, Wheeling Wine and Whiskey podcast, and, nope. and we like to uh, we've always kept it real, and yep. uh, and we're not afraid to talk about uh, difficult subjects and uh, things that affect us as uh, off roaders. And um, so we got uh, Corey Greenwood with us here. Corey, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. Good, good. Show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so Corey reached out to Chris and I uh, with an email. Um, shortly after last weekend's tragedy at uh, Moon Rocks mm-hmm. and um, was was a friend uh, with uh, the people that were involved and uh, said, hey, I, you know, how can we get make this a, a, a learning um, moment 
if you will, and uh, prevent this from happening again. So, um, you know, you and I are like absolutely be happy to to help and facilitate that any way we can. So, um, so Corey, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of your background and uh, growing up and how you got involved with off-roading and all that good stuff? Sure. Yeah, again, I'm really grateful to be on the show. Um, yeah, my backstory. Uh, grew up in Truckee. Born in June during a snowstorm, which was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> what? It happens. Yep. Well, you never know what's going to happen to the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I grew up around the Wicks brothers um, as a young person. Their mom, Sandy, um, used to watch me as a kid and you know, living in Truckee, I got to see all the Jeeps come and go from the Rubicon. I kind of knew that's what okay. I wanted to do. And, um, yeah, my dad had had, uh, an 88 Jeep Wrangler that he let me use for a while when I first got my license. And, uh, second year of the YG. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good car. Um, and, uh, so I, yeah, I put a shackle lift on it, some 31 mud trains and, uh, yeah, got that thing stuck quite a bit. And, and we, uh, we had a lot of fun with that. And I used to remember going to school with it covered in mud, parking up on the snow banks with like a tire off the ground and teachers coming out and being like, Hey, you can't do that. It looks like it's going to tip over. <laughs> you, you can't park there. <laughs> Power parking. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, my dad needed it back and, uh, I found an 80 Toyota pickup for like 850 bucks and had some 33s on it and, uh, wouldn't pass smog. And I spent all my money trying to get it past smog, but it didn't. So, um, yeah, uh, I ended up making it a wheeler and, uh, had a lot of fun with it. Um, started my original wheeling with, uh, some friends and then turned to more friends and, um, started wheeling with Trent and Wave and uh, Fraco and Fernando and Roman and all the Tall City guys, and uh, okay. we had a blast for years. It was a lot of fun. We did a lot of fun stuff, and um, yeah. So um, yeah, currently uh, I still have the eighty Toyota pickup, but I'm gonna try to swap that into a street legal eighty five Toyota pickup and. Uh, build it under uh, 4,600 race spec and see where I can go with that. Oh, cool. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah. And do the hammers? Um, I've been to the hammers. I'd love to do it, but um, getting there is a mission from (laughs) Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, the wicks wicks make it happen, especially with the if they can make it happen during the winter yeah. that we just had. I know. (laughs) Anything's possible, man. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, so so got the bug early on, and and into I mean you're in a the mecca of off road right there. I mean oh, some of yeah. the the greatest trails in California right at your doorstep essentially Fordyce and and Rubicon. Um, be an afternoon trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's cool. Yeah, it definitely um, allows you to do it a bunch of times in the summer, and um, it's it's great. I, I I love those trails, and um. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 great. Um, so, uh, yeah, knowing the Wicks, that's pretty cool. It comes full circle. Small community, our off-road oh, community, yeah, isn't it? For sure. um, you know, all those guys, waves and them, man. Um, 
that we got to get him on the podcast. Well, I mean, think about all the all the off roaders that are in the either the foothills of the Sierra coming up from Sacramento or in Truckee, and then you go over the hill and the number that are in Reno and Gardnerville. And I mean, it's it's like you just said, it's a mecca. I mean, I mean, it was from you know Cody Addington all the way, and and of course the Gomez brothers all the way to 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 uh, uh, you know the pre, uh, what is. Oh what are you God, trying to say? Where are you going? How far? How far north are you going? You know, winner, king of the hammers, uh, Slauson. Slauson. That's oh, the name. There I was you go. To wow. <laughs> wow. Randy's going to give you shit for that no, one. I know. Do you know who I am? I was probably going to be. I'm going to get a phone call from him in about two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, very, very good. Um, it is. It's it's a it's a tight community, and uh, I, I guess you've listened to the podcast and. Uh, uh, kind of hear our shtick and, and, you know, our stories about that area and, and up and down, um, you know, California here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you reached out and, um, and here we are doing a podcast. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm honored. honored. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I really wish we were doing this podcast under better circumstances. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but as we said in the beginning, you know, there's, there's sometimes there's tragedy in the off-roading and, uh, we, we want to hear the story. We want the facts. Yeah. We want to get the facts out to the listeners and, uh, uh, dispel any rumors for sure. That this is the key. What, um, what can you tell us and how this all transpired? And well, first of all, you know, where's moon rocks for our listeners that don't know? Um, and, uh, and what, what kind of terrain is it and all that? Yeah, Moon Rocks is uh, north of Sparks or Reno, Nevada. It's um, down Pyramid Highway. And uh, it's basically a small playground of rocks that is from mile to mile. And it's mm-hmm. great for that reason because depending on how built your vehicle is, you can attempt what you prefer out there. Um, I've been to a couple rock crawling events a long time ago. Um, and, uh, it's an amazing place. It's beautiful. Uh, it used to be, I think a staging area for just dirt bikes originally, if I'm not wrong. Oh, interesting. yeah. And, um, it, you know, it just, when, when the rock crawling community found it, we just <laughs> fell in love, of course. <laughs> so it's like, choose your own adventure. You can pick your own poison, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's no like set trails per se. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, these rock formations and you can, all right. Yep. I know my vehicle can climb that or, you know, you want to challenge yourself with something else or a crack or there's one, one obstacle called the butt crack out there. I think. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> yeah. the, the main show out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, about what, 45 minutes outside of Reno or so, would you yeah, say? About that. Less than that, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, that's BLM land. Yeah. It's BLM land. Okay. Perfect. So designated off-roading or designated camping and pretty much a free-for-all is, you know, fun, fun zone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, um, let's get into, um, what, what transpired, um, last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Neil's brother-in-law, Neil Flanders. He was one of the um, victims of the accident out there. Um, he was uh, my brother-in-law, my coworker, my best friend, uh, 
yeah, we grew up together and, uh, uh, he was, uh, in the passenger seat in the car. Okay. So yeah, um, the vehicle there was, uh, I think it was an 86 forerunner. I think it had a solid axle swap. Um, it was on 42s, uh, Toyota engine, Toyota drivetrain, uh, full roll cage. And, uh, I think he had the same tires Jason has the 42 stickies. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was pretty well built. I think it was on one tons also. All right, cool. And um, so they were down at. They were obviously at Moon Rocks for the for the weekend, camping and and having a good time, family adventure or friend friends and family adventure. And and I guess they had some technical difficulties with the vehicle that they were working on it back at camp. And something something. What what do you know? What do you know about that? Yeah, they were out there trying to beat the crowd. Um, usually Memorial Day weekend, uh, there's a lot of people out there. And so they kind of wanted to oh, yeah. get out before the crowds get out there and, and just kind of have a nice camp trip. Um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I, I just had heard that um, maybe there were some TK's issues experienced before um, and that they weren't planning on rock crawling with a vehicle. Um, the guys were working on it and, uh, my friends, uh, were out just RC carring, uh, and they came across Jim, um, the caretaker out there and had a great conversation with him. They were talking about signing up for some of the trail cleanups and, um, Mm. and, um, trying to get involved with that. And Jim was a real nice guy to them. And so, uh, they got back to camp and, uh, they were looking to go for a little putt around, test run, you know, just go up and down the little hills around there. And, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's when they all hopped in the car. Okay. And this was in uh, around 6.30 or so at yep. night, Saturday yeah. night? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was still light out. We've yeah. got light here till about uh, eight, seven, yeah, seven forty-five. <laughs> right. It starts getting getting dusk, I guess you could yeah. say. And there's no shade out there, so it's kind of this wide open, <laughs> yeah, desert. Yeah. Um. All right, so they they all hop in, buddies and whatnot. They jump into the rig to do a little test drive up up uh, some terrain and and uh, what what transpired from that point on? Yeah, so they took the turn up a semi steep hill. And uh, close to the top of the hill, the engine bogged out. Um, they stopped the car. They were able to restart the engine and uh, decided to reverse down. And in reversing down, um, they turned driver. And um, as they turned driver, as you shouldn't do, uh, on, on a hill, it... it got real tipsy and sideways and he tried to turn passenger, get in an F Ford gear and save the car. And it, I mean, that all happens in split seconds. And sure. sometimes you have to make, you know, split second decisions, whether they're right or wrong. And with that, when you do that, you just have to commit to that. Um, it's just the way it goes off roading in any 
capacity, whether you're on a dirt bike or whatever, you you see an obstacle, you make a decision, you stick with that, and whether it works out or not is um, how it goes. Right. Yeah. And they, it, um, we want to say this and reiterate this, that they were all wearing their seatbelts as well. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely all wearing their seatbelts from uh, what I was told from one of the passengers who survived. Uh, he clearly remembers um, everybody getting buckled in. Um, I know Jason was always real adamant about putting seatbelts on, real serious about it. Every time anybody got into his car, you know, he was the kind of guy where if we were doing, say, a squeeze rock or a harder section on a trail, uh, he would have everybody get out. He'd buckle in, get his full harness on, and try it by himself. It, I mean, it, that's just normally what we do in the sport. We get our guys out. Hey, can you spot me? I can't. I'm not going to be able to see anything. <laughs> So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the driver had years of experience driving off road. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the driver's name was uh, Jason Klein, and um, the, pa- uh, the other, the passenger, his right seat was Neil Flanders, and uh, they both were like me, uh, you know, twenty plus years of experience off roading up here. Um, you know, some people could say after twenty years you could be an expert and stuff. So they were well-seasoned veterans of the sport. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so um, unfortunately, yeah, he turned when he was reversing and um, and then turned driver. And, um, you know, as the car started going over, he, he almost saved it. He almost got out of it. And, um, and then the car tumbled down the hill and it must have rolled about 12 times. It was... Holy crap. It was violent and the car picked up speed and um, you know how that can go down a hill. It's sure. It just happens real fast. And um, yeah, when they got to the bottom of the hill, um, you know, when the pastors um, mentioned, he just slowly came to and um, yeah, just realized what happened and, and got out of the car and um, noticed both the, the driver and passenger were hurt and uh, the two people in the back of the car, they, they just did everything they could to save these guys. But um, when they were at the bottom of the hill, there was just nothing they could do. Both of them died from the impact. Wow. And, and they were, so the, these two passengers in the rear um, are the ones that survived. And uh, Jason was the driver and your, your buddy Neil uh, was the passenger in the front. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a, yeah. Neil's my brother-in-law, um, coworker, best friend. He was just a great guy. Um, yeah. Jason was a good friend of mine too. And it's just, um, it's just tragic when you're out there with your buddies and the next thing you know, you're trying to save their life. And, um, you know, they were trying to save their lives until they realized they had injuries of their own, you know, and, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's, what's obviously we've had two fatalities. What, what's the extent of the injuries for the, for the other two passengers that survived? Yeah. I think one had a broken arm. Um, and, uh, the other one has some pretty good head injuries. His head hit the roll bar a few times, uh, going down the hill. He broke some ribs also. And, um, yeah. And, and he was trying to give CPR, 
and and realize his ribs were broken after doing CPR for about 30 minutes and oh, there was a dirt biker out there that saw it and was super kind and stopped and you know help call emergency services and they were telling him how to do CPR and uh, when he realized this guy is just in you know hurt he sh- he should not be doing this he stepped in and also helped try to provide CPR uh, but yeah, yeah that's adrenaline too late. that's adrenaline yeah right it's total adrenaline yeah. Um, yeah, very, very selfless act when you're, yeah, you see what going for that, that ride and then coming in, it's like, uh, holy smokes, uh, trying to process everything. And then like, then you're like, okay, now I got to try and save, save this guy's life. Um, yeah, that, that's, that is just, uh, wild. Yeah. And, and um, they were being reckless. I mean, it, it was just a mellow trip out there. They're, um, that's, that's another thing I think, uh, it makes it kind of tragic. It was, it wasn't something, you know, we got ourselves in a situation. We were doing something stupid. Um, um, it just, it was an accident and it's, it's hard for people to understand it when you hear moon rocks because other tragedies have happened out there from recklessness and, and just yeah partying and drinking and stuff. So it's the connotation, right? It's it's the um, stereotype, if you will, of that area. Just like yeah. at King of the Hammers, at you know Backdoor, Chocolate Thunder uh, at <laughs> night. I mean, yeah. you know, you just and 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 um, I mean, we've seen it. We've all been there. But the, I think the the big takeaway here is uh, you just just guys like you and I that that were out there to have a good weekend. And, you know, we've all done it. We've all gone out and said, Hey, let's, we got to check this out. We got to, we just put this in or whatever it is. And, you know, you're, you're wearing your seatbelt. You're, you're intending to, you know, make a, make a run up this hill and then uh, things go south in a split second and uh, two people end up dying. And I mean, this is just unfortunate reality of what happened. And it's, um, it, it really, you know, makes you, wake up a little bit and go, wow, you know, this is a dangerous sport. It is. Absolutely. It is. I and mean, we've heard stories. I mean, obviously the moon rocks from last year, Memorial day, you know, the shenanigans that went on with that, of course, but that wasn't even a an off-roading related event. That no, was, that was a drinking that was idiot stupidity, event. But, but that's the, that's the history of the location. And then of course we, we remember what happened at Sierra Trek a few years back. That was horrible. So, I mean, it is a dangerous sport and we put ourselves sometimes in some sketchy situations it, and it happens and, uh, things like you said, uh, they happen in a split second. So, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say. It's tragic. It's sad. Um, I believe, uh, you said that Jason was a, was a, a father of, of had three children. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, you know, the, the, the good people in the community have really came together and been real supportive. Um, but that doesn't change that, you know, three children lost their father. Um, no, uh, and two wives are now widows. Right. Yep. Uh, lives have changed. Lives have changed. Um, dramatically. Yeah. And, and, you know, they were wearing their seatbelts. Um, I, I mean, let's let's just get these facts out there. And this is obviously, um, I'm glad you came on because it puts more teeth into the message here of just Chris and I saying, okay, well, we talked to so-and-so and this, that, the other thing, right? And um, I, I, 
I know it's not easy for you, um, Corey, to be be doing this, but um, I, I I'm super appreciative right now, and I know our listeners are too, um, yeah. to hear hear it firsthand. Um, you know, from from somebody that's close to the to the incident here. So, um, so I, you know, what are the takeaways? Um, so, you know, how how could this have been prevented? You know, you could stay at home and stay on your couch and, no. and not have a life, <laughs> no. um, you know, or you get out and you do stuff and have fun. That's that's why we do this. I mean, uh, uh, all of us that are into off-roading are, are uh, into, you know, adventures of some level, whether it's just cruising uh, fire roads to extreme rock crawling and uh, where rollovers are inevitable. Um and, and yeah, so it's like, Lorenzo's drive. right. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I see a lot more people starting to put harnesses in their, their rigs, mm-hmm. you know, four or five point harnesses better where you got the, the sub belt, uh, between your legs going down to the floorboard, uh, your lap belt. And then of course your, your two shoulder, um, belts coming down. Um, and, and I've always been, um, an advocate for, a racing type seatbelt, even just a lap belt. Um, because if you are upside down, a regular, um, push button seatbelt that you find a car does not come undone very easily. You're locked in. <laughs> you, you know, when it's under Especially pressure. when you're a little on the heavy side like me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, uh, harnesses there. Um, wh- what else? Um, you, you mentioned something earlier. Um, uh, Corey, helmets. Oh, helmets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, um, I just bought a helmet at trail hero last year. Oh, you um, did? Axel, uh-huh. you know, uh, he's sewing them. Um, and, uh, yeah, getting into that extreme terrain and, uh, a, a little bit of a, a brain bucket there to help, uh, because, you know, you got your cage and everything, but you know, you look at the race cars that are racing King of the Hammers, you know, they have window nets to keep your arms and limbs. Yeah. Head and everything from going outside, um, the vehicle trying to keep you contained. And obviously they're belted super tight in where the, you know, they can't move at all. Um, and, and, of course, when we're rock crawling, we want to be able to move around and look over our shoulder and look left, look right, um, to, to put our tires on, on the right, um, points to make it mm-hmm. through the trail. Um, but that, that, you know, uh, these helmets are, are more comfortable than your standard, you know, like motorcycle helmet or something <laughs> like that. But, right. uh, I'm, I'm seeing it more and more now on these extreme guys, you know, and, um, they may not be wearing it all day, but when they get into a, a crazy obstacle, it, it's, um, you know, you see them putting the, the straps tight and, and helmet on. Yeah. I mean, when but, I ride with you, it's like, uh, you know, lap belt. And then when I see you put your harness on, I'm like, Oh, time to buckle up. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That's what I tell my passengers. If you see me put my harness on, you better put your harness on and, uh, and here we go. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I with know. a harness on, do you think you could turn around physically enough in your seat to look backwards? Nope, nope. So then it's it's super difficult. Yeah, then rear view mirrors are super important. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you had to back um, down a hill and you're fully harnessed in, how are you going to see where you're going? Right. Oh, for sure. That's 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 exactly right. Um, yeah, I've you know you see these. Uh, 
the side by side mirrors that a lot of guys put Ooh. on their their buggies and yeah, stuff. If yeah. if you got a rock buggy, and then of course you know you got a regular rig, you got probably a couple side mirrors if they haven't been ripped off yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, that, that's it. I mean, and 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 backing down a steep hill is is a scary adventure. It um, is. It is. You know, and uh, we don't know what why he turned or or what prompted that to occur but obviously in a perfect world you would never want to uh go hey, side hilling at all especially yeah, yeah. on a steep slope traverse straight up and down but i mean you know this isn't a guy that just started wheeling either no, so I you know. know you just you kind of wonder what what the thought process was or you know it was he was thinking you know that he could do it obviously and then um didn't didn't go go well from that point. yeah from what i heard he it was fairly slow speed his turnaround he was he was probably mm-hmm. um uh, just in a low gear backing up turning around um and was working his way to uh turn back down the hill when the weight of the vehicle shifted over and mm. uh you know manual transmissions aren't that fast to get back into a forward gear and um yeah yeah, it, it's it, yeah the the suspension unloaded and yeah, um, or rock moved or who knows. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's the, the, yes, that has happened a lot, especially in the you know Sierras. I mean, rocks are moving constantly under you. Um, but um, yeah, was not nothing was. They didn't go go out that afternoon to go get crazy and roll over, you know. No. And um, yeah, so. <laughs> Um, uh, and then, so accident happens, uh, you said the motorcycle rider was able to, um, to, to get 911 out on a, a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he had seen it from a distance. He was the first person that was able to physically get close to where the incident happened. Um, I think people heard about it and then started showing up there trying to help, um, just regular people, um, and I feel for everyone out there that um, had to be there and try to save lives when um, the lives were already lost. But I mean, you, you don't know that in the moment. And all you can think of is how can I help? What can I do? Sure. And, um, yeah. I hope they can find some peace with that. <laughs> Cause that's yeah. never a good day for anyone. I remember um, all the people I've seen um, pass away and, uh, yeah, it, it, it sticks with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's stuff you yeah. can't unsee. Oh. Um, and then, you know, for the two, two passengers in the back that, that actually went for that ride and saw everything unfold, uh, in front of them that probably felt like forever in slow motion. And then, um, and then dealing with, with two people that, you know, died. It's like, yeah, that's, that's major major trauma right there. Oh, for sure. PTSD um, is mentally. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, I, I just, I don't know how to relate to this. I mean, I just don't, I've well, never been in this scenario and I, my, my heart goes out to you and your family and, and the, the other well, victims families. And I don't, I just don't know what else to say. Yeah. What about when you were in your accident, Chris? Well, I mean, that's different. 
I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I can relate in the, in a regard of being in a, in a major collision and, and, uh, and getting out of the car and saying, holy shit, I feel pretty good. And then well, that was the adrenaline. And then the adrenaline wears off and it's like, oh, I'm not feeling so good. And I, by the time I got to the hospital, I was unable to walk, but I gotta, I, I, I don't know how to compare it, it's not. It's apples and oranges. No, be, but it's 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 a traumatic experience, right? It, it is. In an automobile, yeah, um, is is where I was going with that. Is like you know, split second things yeah. happen, and just driving uh, home from work. Yeah, you're and you're, you're, you're going to the hospital. Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, what were you going to say, Corey? Um, <laughs> nothing. No. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'll go back um, to the cell phone. So, um, you know, this this is something in the years of off-roading, you know, we rarely have cell reception on the trail. Um, Yeah, it's become better over the years, but um, it's still don't rely on it. Do not rely on a cell phone because uh, uh, chances are if you're on a serious off-road trail, um, you're not going to have cell reception or you're going to have to go ways to get cell reception. Correct. Um, so here comes in what we've talked about before ham radios. Mm -hmm. Um, but those, you know, take some knowledge and, um, some, some foresight on doing some homework before you go into that area of what repeaters, um, you can hit in that area and have those programmed in. Um, so, you know, most of us, uh, in our, inner circle here have ham radios and, um, and I'm not very proficient with it, but I can get it to work. Chris knows a lot more and and some of our other buddies too, but it's, um, you know, it's another way to get out to the, the real world. And, uh, obviously time is a huge factor. Uh, so every second counts. Um, one thing that I push for in our four wheel drive club was to get a satellite phone. Um, they're not inexpensive and the, the yearly plan is like 600 bucks or something. And so it's not, uh, inexpensive either. Um, but it's something that anybody that knows how to dial a phone can operate a, a, a satellite phone. Um, it, it takes, if it's off, um, and you turn it on in an emergency, it, it's going to feel like forever, but it takes a couple minutes to, to power up and connect, uh, to the network. Um, and then you can go ahead and dial, you know, nine one one and, and, uh, get, get information out and get emergency services going. Um, but it, you know, I, I wanted to have that because it is something that anybody that knows how to use a phone can, can call for help. You don't have to know how to hit a repeater or, or have it programmed in or anything um, ahead of time. It's not a hundred percent, but it's pretty darn good. You know, if there's a lot of trees um, and stuff, it, it, it may not work. Um, it may not work. Right. Well, and I mean, so there's that technology and then like we just mentioned ham and then I, you earlier, Corey mentioned GMRS, the other radio mm-hmm. That has a new repeater up that's on the Rubicon. Uh, that's also that doesn't require, you know, studying and getting a license like Ham Radio does. But you do have to have a you can get a license for what is it thirty five bucks? Yeah, it's thirty five bucks now. Um, or for ten years, I believe. Yeah. But uh, and that's simpler, simple to use, and it, like it's like uh, we said, it's got a repeater network that that covers the uh, the Rubicon Trail. Uh, but also the in reach system the that people have mm-hmm. from Garmin. That's a press a, press a button and SOS gets sent out to a satellite 
And uh, hopefully, you know, somebody picked, I guess the satellite system picks it up and sends help. Um, and that gives GPS coordinates of where you're at when you, when you hit that. Um, yeah, that's, and they, they come, that technology has come a long ways and it's in a small package. Um, and I know that's something on my, uh, want list, uh, to add to the arsenal of, um, you know, emergency stuff to have and, um, you know, going out and recreating in all the different places that we do. Yeah. So you can, you know, we go out there to get away from the, the, the city and the BS, but, um, you know, it's an emergency situation. We, we want to get that, that yeah. chopper and ambulance and everything, um, uh, queued up and, and on yeah, their way. Absolutely. And speaking of that, you know, the air med network, if you're not a subscriber, you, you really should. It's, it's a hell of a bargain. I believe it's what, 65 bucks a year for, um, yeah. And there's a discount uh, with Cal four wheel. Um, if you're in California here, um, yeah, that's definitely, if you ever need a helicopter ride, um, it's, it's not guaranteed because they have to come pick you up. And most of the time they are the ones that are called upon, but they're, they're not the only air ambulance service in, in, uh, California here. So, right. um, but it's definitely, uh, good cheap insurance, you know, 60, well, 65 bucks. If you're not, if okay, 79 so bucks, if you're not with Cal, 4, yeah. So 65 with Cal four, I, I think was a little so, bit yeah. discount. That, that's, that's like Jason said, cheap insurance. So yeah. Getting off the Rubicon if you're injured or, or, or worse, um, or, you know, Fort Ice Creek or whatever. And what, uh, do you know what the response time was out there, Corey, uh, when, once that phone call was made? No, no, um, I, I have no idea. Um, but I want to go back to the radio. I think what's more import- mm-hmm. important than having a radio system is to um, teach and train yourself how to be your own first responder. Um, yeah. I've, uh, I've done some training over the years, and I find it super valuable. I, I find myself um, sometimes the only person with um, a full trauma kit with me and um, knowing how to use that and um, knowing um, get the, getting the training uh, is pretty easy. Uh, the American Red Cross does a program called Stop the Bleed and um, uh, the number one people, the way most people die in some of these traumatic incidents is, um, is from blood loss. And um, that can happen real fast. Uh, if you nick an artery, uh, you may have five minutes and that's it. And so it doesn't matter what response time anyone is, you need to treat it right away. And, um, you know, I'm kind of thankful I wasn't out there, um, when this happened because, uh, even with all my training and stuff, uh, everything, um, the injuries were too bad for any of that to count. Um, yeah, but to have that, it's, it's super important. Uh, uh, any kind of medical training in general is super helpful. Anything you're doing, I mean, if you're hiking in the woods, um, uh, uh, knowing how to use some of this equipment, you can use some of it on your dog if you need it to. Um, and uh, it's very important And because uh, <laughs> uh, when seconds count, they're minutes away. And um, I, I highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't looked into that. I actually just uh, did something with the REMSA down here in Reno. And, uh, it was a great class. It was, I think it was like 30 bucks and, uh, I got some great training. That's great information. Thank yeah. You. you know, that is, that is a great point. And that's something that, um, I've been wanting to do as a wilderness first aid, uh, class. And there's, there's a bunch of different ones out there. There's some day, 
uh, classes. There's ones where you get fully immersed for like three days and they go out and, uh, you know, you got your classroom portion and then you actually go out in the wilderness and they, um, you know, reenact some, some scenarios, right. And, and set up, uh, some real life stuff that happens out there and, and how to, you know, logically, um, you know, attend to that, that wound or that, that injury and, um, you know, get, get, uh, stabilized, get that individual stabilized so yeah. that they can get airlifted out or, or whatever, uh, to, to medical professional medical, um, facilities. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a big one. Um, you know, I, I think most of us have had some sort of, um, you know, at the, through their work or whatever, first aid CPR deal. But, you know, if you don't, yeah, if you don't, I mean, I, I've had it, I've, uh, gosh, over the years, probably five or six CPR classes. But sure. if, if Chris went down right now, I, I don't know if I remember staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> I can't remember that, but I can't, you know, it's, 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 uh, there's the, and the techniques seem to get, um, a little bit more improved every, every you know, year. There's a little different. Is anything you do is better, it's better than, than nothing. nothing. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I just took a CPR class like six months ago and, and that was one of the things I said, even if you don't remember the time, you just do something. Yeah. Doing something's way better than nothing. So, yeah. Well, and, um, and having something but, too, though, um, having a tourniquet and knowing how to use yeah. it, um, it's, mm -hmm. it's critical. And then, um, wound packing gauze for the areas you cannot tourniquet, uh, is very helpful to have. And then, uh, a chest feel, you know, God forbid something punctures you. Um, uh -huh. I remember when I was building my truck and putting it in the roll cage, I was like, well, what if something comes through these open areas of my cage, a, a tree branch or sure. what, who knows what? Yeah, no, it, it's uh, for sure. I mean, and, and then, you know, you think about not only just driving in a, in a rollover incident, but, um, you know, uh, doing recoveries uh, oh, yeah. out there and winch lines and and Straps. i mean there's a lot of a lot of stuff that can go wrong um and and i've i've seen some you know unfortunate events but um i've luckily nobody's died um that that i've been involved with in in any of the off-road uh emergencies that we've had to deal with um and, and you know and and we we live in this you know, bubble, if you will, or whatever. It's like, oh no, everything's going to be fine. And, you know, you might let your guard down a little bit and, um, it's just drive to the hospital. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're just, you know, we're, we're phone call away. We'll have the, the chopper pick us up. Uh, yeah. but, but you know, it, it's something to really, uh, keep in the back of our minds, um, and, and make sure we are safe and our safety gear is working in our rigs and we do have a first aid kit. And I mean, you got the trauma kit. That's awesome. I know I've got a few, people that I wheel with that are EMTs and stuff. And it's always comforting to know that they're there. Hopefully uh, they're if, never needed. If shit goes South. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I've always said it is, you know, you got to be your own EMT, medical fire, police, you know, mechanic, everything out there on the trail. Um, and, and luckily we have a strong community with a lot of, uh, really good people, but, um, yeah, it's just stuff to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I thought you were going to say something, Chris. No, no. Oh, you were telling me to stop. I, I was just agreeing. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so uh, I, I mean, what what are the takeaways? What do we what do we learn from this uh, unfortunate, very unfortunate incident here? It's um, you know, 
don't know. You got anything, Corey, you want to start with? or? Yeah, I mean, um, just always be respectful every time you go out there uh, to yourself and your vehicle. Um, uh, just try to remind yourself what we do is can or could be dangerous. And, um, yeah, just make sure your vehicle's set in a way to where you got a rear view mirror or you got your med kit with you or um, – it's kind of like when I throw my tool bag in the truck, I'll, I got a whole trail bag for uh, my medical equipment. Um, you know, uh, good seatbelts, um, padding, at least if you're not going to have a helmet on for your roll cage. Um, sure. Like, how can we make helmets cool again? Do we need to start a helmet company that's just for off-roading that works or something i don't know um that's well i mean there is that i mean axel is is doing it you know they're they're trying to get the message out and and i do want to have him on the uh on the podcast um but uh, because i did talk to him at trail hero and um he's got a couple different helmets out and like i say i'm seeing him more and more and then uh uh like you mentioned uh when we were talking before the the podcast is uh uh, 24 hours to hell and back, you know? Yeah. So that's his son. Um, uh, you know, flex rocks and rollovers. His okay. father is the one that, that does the helmets deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, they have the pink, the coveted pink helmet for the, you know, when you roll over, <laughs> uh, or do something, you know, uh, that's not, uh, you know, uh, silly or, or, or roll over. And, uh, then you get the coveted pink helmet to wear. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is one of those things that, uh, you know, it's uh, safety stuff is never comfortable or, or fun to wear, but, um, it, it does save lives. It does, it does, safer. it does work. And, um, you know, let's face it, uh, some of this very technical rock crawling that we do and areas we put our vehicles into, um, uh, you know, obviously this is an instance of how quickly it can go south. Um, I did want to read something that uh, Neil's wife um, had given me. Uh, she said, okay, I 100% believe in my heart that this was no one's fault. I hate the narrative and the news that this has been Jason's fault somehow being reckless or unsafe because that's totally not true. Both him and Neil were some of the safest drivers I've ever met. And if anything, that is the message I want relayed to the world. Very good. And so, yep, Neil, Neil was the passenger. So that was from his, his wife. And then uh, Jason was a driver. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it, that's tough. It's tough on everybody involved, and especially when it's you're reading this bullshit, um, you know, on Facebook and yeah. whatever social media, and these people weren't even there and jumped to conclusions, and you see it every time with every Armchair incident. Yeah, keyboard warriors, whatever the hell you want to call them, and um, and you know, a lot of these people probably don't even freaking wheel hard at all. You know, they're just going to start put. They just oh, see another incident, so let's close it down well yeah and then it's it's spreading misinformation correct um and and people make a lot of assumptions oh you know he was drunk or wasn't wearing a seatbelt, or you know whatever it's just and it's like that's why i i'm i'm super appreciative for you coming on Corey, and and getting these facts out and you know people can say what they will but it's like hey listen listen to the podcast listen to what actually happened yeah. and uh, the facts and um you know yeah 
You heard it here. Yeah. Um, and you bring up the the land use thing there, Chris, and and it is it's it's ammo for Hell yeah for people that don't want to see us out there uh, recreating, even though our uh, recreation areas are extremely limited. Um, you know, and it, it is it's a constant battle, and something like this happens, and and uh, of course the naysayers will use it for ammo. Hell yeah. um, but but it doesn't help when our fellow off roaders are you know. Um, muddying up the waters, if you will, with, with a bunch of nonsense that, that didn't even happen. Um, so uh, the important thing is, if, if you don't know the facts, just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> right? Um, and, and uh, you know, you're not going to change social media. It is what it is. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's... Uh, we can do our part well, to get and, the correct information. And that's what I was just going to say. I'm, I mean, we're a form of media and, um, you know, it's, it's nice that we have this platform to get information out. Correct. And, and like I started out this podcast, it's, it's not all roses and, uh, uh, stuff like this needs to be talked about and not swept under the carpet. Yeah. And like, you know, nobody wants to talk about this stuff, but, um, it's, it's important to, to think about and, um, yeah. hopefully it, yeah. Oh, well, ahead, when, when, when we talk about this stuff, we can learn from it, and, and we can find the mm-hmm. lessons that could save lives and, and prevent this from happening again, or um, just give people good um, ideas of what to bring. Um, I've came across people with no water on the trail, which blows me away. But um, yeah, yeah, just even safety gear and just self training, and um, yeah, um, yeah. I really appreciate all this. This has been really amazing. Um, appreciate you guys' support. Um, if I uh, if I could, could I leave the in the show notes uh, a, a link to uh, the family's uh, GoFundMe? GoFundMe, yes, okay. absolutely. For there's sure. there's one for Jason. There's one for uh, Neil. Correct. Yeah, yeah there's there's one for yep. each. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, I, I mean you know, those of you with families out there and, and, you know, you put yourself in in that position that you just lost your, your spouse, your, your father, your mother, whatever it is. Um, and you know, you're just going about your normal business every day to day. And then, and then this person is gone from your life that you love. And, um, you know, not to mention the, the financial impact, um, uh, you know, dealing with everything and then, and then, um, you know, financially just, day-to-day living expenses and yeah yeah I, I, I don't know if either of these guys had life uh life insurance and um the uh all the costs and stuff that go with this is crazy but um yeah no i really appreciate the help and and the conversation uh maybe you, i can meet you guys one day where we could talk on a lighter note oh, d- definitely but, oh yeah yeah oh, i'm yeah. i'm up in that area all the time and, uh, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, hopefully we can wheel this, this summer together for sure. Yeah. I just want to find a way we could come together and honor these two great men that we had lost. Um, it's very tragic and, uh, they'll be missed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, man. Um, again, it's, it's, uh, I'm glad we got this happening and it, it's just amazing to me. Like I say, you know, you, you were a fan of the show and you, uh, reached out and, uh, and here we are. So it's, uh, it's, it's our, 
I don't want to say pleasure because I don't like talking about this stuff, but it's our privilege. It's, it's our duty. It's our, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad to be part of getting the right message out there. And, uh, and, and that's what we're hanging our hat on here. And, um, yeah, man. And, uh, so those of you that are listening, um, thank you. And, uh, you know, we try to try to have fun on the show and we do, but, uh, you know, this stuff's got to be covered too. Sometimes and it gets, it gets if, depressing. if you can, if you can find, uh, I mean, even just five bucks or, you know, whatever you can afford, um, don't, don't buy your, your latte from, from jail latte <laughs> this week and, right. and throw, throw five bucks at, at each of these guys funds, uh, you know, or 50, or if you got big money, like Chris, you can throw a hundred at it. Right. Um, oh, throwing me under the bus. Well, right. you know, if I had no. your money, I'd throw all my money away. <laughs> so um, look, look in the show notes for the links to the GoFundMes for both of these, these yeah, fine for men. Jason and Neil. And, uh, yeah, they'll def- definitely touch on those. Uh, and hopefully we can throw a few shekels at them. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, anything else, Corey, uh, that, that we missed or you want to, I'm, I'm, and I also want to, uh, commend, uh, Neil's wife putting that together. That's, that's important message to get out as well. Hell yeah. You absolutely. Know? Yeah. No. Well, from wheeling wine whiskey to, uh, you and your, their, your families and friends and everybody that yeah. suffered this loss, our deepest condolences and yeah, sympathies. Absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, this has been great. And um, well, Chris, uh, yeah, it's a it's a somber episode. Yeah, um, it, it's uh, like I say difficult and something that uh, you just want to brush under the carpet and move forward. But um, you know, lives were lost, and uh, and the message needs to be out there of. One, the facts, as we keep saying, they were wearing the seatbelts. Right. You know, they weren't out being idiots. Um, just just regular guys out there four-wheeling like we do every time we go out and, right. and, and a tragedy happened. So um, hopefully listeners out there uh, makes you think twice about being sure your vehicle's safe and uh, you got the equipment and... Um, if you are medically trained, you carry some extra stuff rather than just the regular old first aid kit like I have. A couple of Band-Aids and a yeah. ibuprofen That's, and tweezers. Yeah, and a, and a flask of Jack Daniels. So, <laughs> right. um, yeah, so it, it's it's um, it's it's a, a sad deal. But, um, uh, you know, again, to uh, talk about seatbelts and the helmet and, you know, Communications, um, the, the cell phone, the in reach, the you know, sat phone, whatever you know, things to think about. I mean, can you prepare for every single freaking incident? No, you can't, no. but you know, having some of the basics and you know, thinking twice about something, um, might, might just save your life, so right, um, uh, or your buddy's life, or you know, your co co dog's life, there, or somebody on the trail, you know, so um, yeah, uh, go if you can. Uh, donate to those GoFundMes. Um, it, it helps a ton. I know uh, some other friends of mine have set up GoFundMes for, you know, loss of uh, a spouse, uh, brother, sister, whatever. And uh, it, it does really um, help out um, because the, the financial stress is, is another part of stress that well, really sucks to deal with in these instances. Has gotten crazy. So yeah. we don't, I, I hate talking about this stuff, but like you said, this is reality. This is, this is life. And yeah, fortunately death sometimes. Yeah. 
So um, I think with that, let's just uh, put a bow on this episode and um, and and keep it keep our thoughts with uh, those families there. Yep. And um, yeah, let's let's uh, move on, and hopefully everybody uh, is you know a little bit safer from listening to this episode. I hope so. With that, we're out. <laughs>